0: Welcome to the Be Transformed Podcast, where we're having ongoing digital discipleship conversations about when and where the kingdom and the culture collide.
1: Episode 37, Desire.
0: The word desire appears 122 times in the New King James. It first appears in Genesis 3, 6. Um, after the woman listened to the serpent she began to see the tree differently so uh, it became desirable to her so who and what we listen to affects the desires of our heart so that's something that we have to be aware of uh, and cautious about Um, after sin your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you so after sin came uh, God had given them dominion now the husband is is ruling over her and her desire uh, is for him and so sin not only breaks our relationship with god but it also breaks our relationship with ourselves and people and so god had given them dominion now he's ruling over her and her desire is actually ruling her Um. so yeah so that's something to really consider
1: yeah In the ESV, uh, it says, your desire shall be contrary to your husband. So before that, everything was in alignment. There was no strife. There was unity because desires are aligned. Yeah. So so desire could either create unity or create disunity and division.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Um, For me, I want to just talk as a Christian, as a believer, and just what I've experienced in my own life. For me, experientially, the most powerful thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Christian life is the transformation of desires. When the very thing that you desire has been transformed, you see things differently, you see people differently, you see situations differently, you see problems differently, you see opportunities differently. And when you're stuck at night alone with yourself, when you first get saved and you realize that you no longer desire the things that you used to desire that is a really really powerful moment and i think that that's something that we should take note of because the resurrection of jesus happened uh historically it's actually uncontested you can't find his body you can find you know buddha harry Krishna, muhammad but the body of jesus is not in the tomb because he's seated at the right hand of god um but then resurrection takes place in our life Mm -hmm. when our desires um or transformed. Also, I see that when your desire has been transformed, it's like unbelief moves out. Mm.
1: Can you explain more what you mean by that?
0: Yeah, like when you yourself know, I was alluding to this a minute ago, when you yourself know that you no longer desire what you used to desire, any question of is this real goes. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know that sounds simple. Mm hmm. But you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, like, I was blind,
1: Mm -hmm. now I see. So in a way, like, what you desire informs who you are, right? Yeah, what you desire
0: uh, affects how you perceive, Mm -hmm. how you receive, Mm -hmm. uh, how you respond. Yeah. It's huge.
1: So if that all changes, your very being has been transformed.
0: Yeah, and then Mm. you're left and stuck with the same body, but a completely new heart. Yeah. Wow. And and it's like, it's really wild because then, you know, let's say you have some quiet moments alone uh, at night and, and away from the busyness of life and work and family and kids or uh, just, it's just you. Mm-hmm. You yourself know that something has, has taken place yeah. if you're honest with yourself. Um, so, yeah, anyway... Also, when you, the Bible says that if you delight yourself in the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. When you delight yourself in the Lord, He gives you the desires of your heart, but delighting yourself in the Lord actually is one of the things that transforms the desires of your heart. Yeah. I had a friend of mine, and he he said something to me that affected me. This was after walking with the Lord for like 10 years. Uh, his name was Christian uh, but we called them friolito, which means in Spanish "little bean." And he was like, "Yo, pops!" Like my friends used to call me pops. He's like, "Yo, pops!" I, I know it's real. Like talking about Jesus, mm. and I go, well, "How do you know that?" He goes, "Cause you never came back." Mm. And I didn't come. I did. I never went back because because it's not like I I fell in love with rules. Yeah. But I but I fell in love with Jesus, and my desire to go back left. Yeah. So I I just think that when we learn to delight ourselves in the Lord, when we focus on the Lord, when living a life that is honorable and pleasing to the Lord becomes the focus, the desires change. Mm Mm-hmm. And when that really takes place, and and that that is settled, and you know how like you you download stuff on your phone, and then you have to shut your phone off, and then it comes back on, yeah. and it's like okay, this is this is not actually the same phone, although mm-hmm. it looks the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hardware is maybe similar, but the software is different. Yeah, and and I, and I feel like that's that's what I experience in Christ and through the gospel and by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I I think that that is really powerful and i think that 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 the things that you desire change
1: yeah that's why this close walk with jesus is of peace and harmony because our heart is transformed to be in alignment so it's not like we're like pounding our fists and not doing what we don't want to and it's like yeah that's what people on the outside think this walk might not be but no yeah
0: yeah instead of like a million no's it's more like one big yes yeah And also too, like when you, when you, and sometimes I still grieve the Holy Spirit by the crazy things I say, or, uh, you know, many times we, we grieve the Holy Spirit by what we say and we quench him, but by what we don't say or don't do. But when my thing is like, I don't want anything to come in between Holy Spirit and I, Yeah. because I need the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So like. You know, practically speaking, I'm watching a TV show and something vile comes on. I'm going to close my eyes, fast forward it. I, I, I don't want, or or let's say I'm somewhere and I don't I don't feel a sense of peace. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that environment. Mm. Or let's say I'm having a conversation where I know I probably should just shut my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like I posted something the other day, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit didn't like it, so I removed
1: it. Oh okay.
0: Uh, so we just have to be sensitive to yeah. Him. But when your desire is to please him and you're aware of him, you're more sensitive to him than pleasing yourself or pleasing other people. Mm-hmm. And so that, that is important because desire gives you direction. Um, desire also fuels discipline. Oh, that's good. Um, you don't make excuses about something that you really have a desire for.
1: Yeah. It's a self-driven engine. I mean, yeah. when
0: you really desire something... Mm-hmm you don't make excuses as to why you can't you find a way yeah yeah um so desire fuels discipline Uh, desire gives you direction one of the things desire does not do is desire does not give you timing so you could have a godly desire but the time may not be
1: now why why is that why do you think
0: i think because when you learn patience And you, uh, what is long-suffering? Long-suffering is when patience starts to hurt. (laughs) Yeah. So when you you look at God, God has long-suffering toward us to work repentance in us. Mm. So when I'm developing patience, in patience I possess my soul. That's what Jesus said. So that means I have rule over my mind, will, and emotions, which is where my desires sit. Yeah. So if I don't have rule over it, it has rule over me. Mm Mm-hmm. So you may have a godly desire, but you have to. You might you might have to wait on it. Yeah, and that patience is a purifier of motives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very important uh, to embrace that. Um, sometimes you just need to act, and you need to have discernment on when. Yeah. But a lot of times, I feel like we have a godly desire, and we have to go through a process of the purification of ourselves and motives
1: Mm.
0: so that that desire can be realized but in a way that is God-honoring, not self-promoting.
1: Yeah, it's in His loving grace that He makes sure we have the character so when we receive that object of our desire, we have the character to sustain it and steward it and maximize that thing.
0: Yes, you know that that's one of the promises of tithing. One of the promises of tithing in Malachi is that your, your vines will not bear fruit before their time if your vines be, bear fruit before their time you don't have a root system to handle the fruit and it falls and many times this happens with ministries or young yeah. people where there's favor on their life they become an amazing nba basketball you know star and then they lose 60 million dollars i can think of two people Kenny Anderson and mm-hmm. Nelly, the rapper, mm-hmm. you know, they lost both lost $60 million. Yeah. And they may not have been raised or they may not have had a root system. Mm-hmm. Now since then, I think they bounced back, I hope. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not saying that to say anything negative about them, but yeah. I think that it, yeah. it happens with ministries too, where someone's young, they have favor, they have gifting, but they break with their character what they built with their gifts. Mm-hmm. So what people build with their gifts, they break with their character. Lack of character.
1: Yeah. And character could only be a product of time, 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 yeah. time under tension. Yeah.
0: And also someone embracing the dealings of God. And sometimes, like, you have a desire and you cannot do what you desire. Okay. David said, The one thing I desire uh, that will I seek after, that I will gaze on the beauty of the Lord all the days of my life to inquire in his temple, to be basically, he wanted to build god a house Mm -hmm. that was a godly desire that's not a demonic desire god said to him no sometimes god says no now when you look at the whole biblical narrative and the whole story what's fascinating is that god uses david's money through his son solomon to build the temple Mm -hmm. so he did finance it and from the plunders of his own wars and victories, he did build it, but not with his own hands. Yeah. And and many people don't realize that the greatest exploit of David was not actually killing Goliath, was actually saying no to himself. No. Here's why. He would have built the temple. Everyone would have sang his praises. He had the money. Mm-hmm. He had the manpower. He had the momentum. He had everything except a word. Mm-hmm. And he... he the greatest thing he did is say no to himself, and that to me is is really uh, a difficult thing. When there's something that you want to do, it's good, but it's not God, mm-hmm. and and that means that you desire God more than the desires of your own heart, because your heart, the, the desires yeah. of your heart, could become an idol. Yeah, you, you could become uh, preoccupied. A- anyway. Going back to just the idea of desire, you know, desire fuels discipline. um, And discipline is supposed to get the worst out of you and the best from you. This is the one thing that I see. It's almost like if I could say one thing that is marking this generation Mm -hmm. is that it doesn't like discipline, it doesn't like correction. And it doesn't like accountability. Mm-hmm. And for potential to be realized, discipline must be embraced. Yeah. I don't understand how people in their right mind can expect to live in the rewards of discipline, but refuse to be disciplined.
1: Yeah, just wild. It's wild to yeah. me.
0: I, I don't, I don't, anyway. Um, Proverbs 27 7 speaks about to the hungry uh, soul. Any bitter thing can be sweet. So one of the things that desire can do, actually, is it can distort your discernment. 100%. So your desires can deceive you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really... Yeah. I think how that, how that happens is your desire has to be subjected under trust and obedience in the Lord. But if that order is reversed and your trust and obedience in the Lord is subjected under desire, then you're hearing God, or you think you're hearing God, through the prism of your desire. So everything you're saying it's God is actually desires are seated above it. So it's all it's all shifted through that. So yeah, it's, it, it shifts your discernment. So I think so many people could say, this is God's will, this is God's will for me, but really what's in the root of that? It's a desire that's anchored.
0: Yeah. And of, often, when people talk about God's will, they're not actually talking about His will; mm-hmm. they're actually talking about His plans. Yeah, most people don't want God's will; they want His plans, mm-hmm. because His will is that that you would rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So you could do that in the prison, or in the penthouse, or or with abasing, or abounding, or in the United States, or in uh, the Middle East. It is not something that is outward. It is something that is inward. And when the inward gets right, Mm. then the outward naturally, you naturally align yourself and you naturally walk into the plans and purposes of God when Mm -hmm. you have embraced the will of God inwardly. And the will of God inwardly is when you submit your will. So God's will is that I would submit my will. Yeah. So...
1: So your In desire essence, to
0: check. I'm asking God to be the one to give me the desires, mm-hmm. to be my director, to be my Lord, to be my leader, and and one of the prayers I pray is like, Lord, whatever you want, I want, and whatever you have, I want. Mm. That's and and that's kind of like the opposite of. Lord lead me not into temptation because when you when you pray the Lord's prayer lead me not into temptation what we're actually saying if you look into the Greek is do not allow me to be drawn away inwardly by things that are destructive for me yeah And so that that inward pull is similar to like lust mm-hmm. where you're getting pulled and yanked on by something that is actually destructive for you mm. So um, we're talking about desire. And we talk about desire, feelings, and all that, and that's great. But what about God's desire? What about God's feelings? Like when you get into all these feeling conversations with people, have you ever heard anyone talk about God's feelings? How does God feel about something?
1: Yeah, or you open up your prayer with that question. Yeah,
0: very, very rare. (laughs) So what does the scripture tell us about desire? Well, Psalm 51, 6 says that uh, God desires truth, This is David talking about God, Mm. that he desires truth in the inward parts, which causes us to know wisdom. Mm. So I cannot have wisdom apart from truth. Yeah. That's one. Scripture also tells us in Psalm 51, 16, just 10 verses later, that you you do not desire sacrifice. So a sacrifice would be like for example if i if i bring it into you a peace offering. Mm-hmm. So let's say i offend you and i'm mean and jerky and then i say uh, you know what i bought you a hat as a gift. I think that what you'd rather me not do is be a jerk and you can buy your own hat. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know and i and i think that that's a simple example mm-hmm. of that God is looking for obedience. He's not looking for the sacrifices that come from a cheap, I'm sorry, but I have no intention of changing. Mm -hmm. God does not desire that. Scripture tells us to desire spiritual gifts. It doesn't say pursue them. It says pursue love and desire gifts. Mm. Uh, The apostle Paul, uh, he he desired to be with the Lord. And, And so you have... In the New Testament, there's several words for desire. One of them is like a wish or a want, mm-hmm. like I want that. And then the other one is, uh, the other desire is actually a longing. It could also even mean the word lust. When 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 that word is used in a negative sense, mm-hmm. you'll see the word lust in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Paul had, uh, he desired, which is like he wanted to see the saints, but when it says that he desired to to be with the lord that was almost like a longing mm, like deeper. he was he was done uh mm. with this life and he wanted to be with jesus which is i, I understand dealing with all those churches and all <laughs> that persecution and all those people i understand why you would want to just be with jesus
1: how long how long <laughs> but, my lord yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um jesus to his best guys how long will i suffer <laughs> with you and those are his best guys you know so um anyway um, now, this is very common in our generation, mm. people isolating themselves. Yeah. J- jump on that one. You got that one?
1: Yeah. I mean, Proverbs eighteen one says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. This made me think even desire is a communal thing where we're meant to be we're meant to be a body of christ we're meant to be in community living community so even our desires are checked against each other and it's tested against each other but anyone who wants to isolate himself is acting against the body against against the body of christ and really just being his own guy yeah
0: yeah I, that's that's really clear um let me say one thing i, I know that this is going to sound a little crazy mm-hmm. but i'm gonna say this do you know that isolation is a form of punishment in the ancient world and in the modern world.
1: Yeah, like, like violent
0: person. crime offenders, violent offenders do twenty-three and one. Mm. Um, and so, this thing of why punish yourself mm-hmm. when you have the wrong? Because when you have the wrong desires, it's like you're punishing yourself. You isolate yourself, and the reason that you isolate yourself is because you want to do something that you know people will say that's no good. Like mm-hmm. when I first became saved, like I was just on the way back to the Lord, anytime I wanted to do something wicked, I would have to drop off one of my friends. Mm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Because yeah.
0: I knew if I was going to do something wicked, Bobby was going to jump all over me. He was mm-hmm. going to get at me, bro. And yeah. so let's say I, back in the day I wanted to visit a girl or something. I want to do something nefarious. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. would have to shake him loose mm-hmm. to do something crazy. Yeah. And and so I know what this guy who's isolating himself is all about. And so, but he's, he's really raging or fighting against all wise judgment. Mm-hmm. So, it's like the wrong desires lead someone to isolate themselves and to rage against all wisdom. Yeah. Like, that's not good. And it's like, think of that. Like, I mean, just think how isolation is a form of punishment. Mm-hmm. And people punish themselves when the wrong desires go unchecked. And the wrong desires lead to the wrong direction, and that direction brings destruction. Yeah. You know, God separates people for a purpose. The enemy isolates people to assassinate them and to really just take them out.
1: Yeah. So then, a good way to check your desire is: is it, is it a desire I'm willing to share with someone else? If it's no, you got a question. What is that desire? Why can't you share that? Put it on the open, right?
0: Virtually anything that people don't want to share is dark. Yeah. Um. Anyway, wisdom leads to wide ca- wise counsel. Ungodly desires lead you to isolation and to reject wise counsel. Mm-hmm. As you were saying earlier, we were talking about desiring spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. right? The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophets. Mm-hmm. So that means that prophecy is subjective to a plurality Of prophetic people yeah which means if you're gonna open up your mouth and speak you must and will be held accountable Mm. yeah this is really important and when you're talking about desire community safety walking in purpose this this is a big big deal getting this right inviting godly counsel and allowing God to check the desires of our heart and the direction of our life. Because if you're doing something good and you're walking in the right direction, there should be a sense of affirmation and confirmation from wise people. Yeah. But if 10 wise people saying you're going in the wrong direction, you might want to really reconsider your steps. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes into this whole thing of a generation that is refusing to be corrected. Yeah. It's like we have, we have a generation that wants to cancel people, but doesn't want to receive correction. It, it's it's insane and and i think that if we don't call that out and if we don't build christ-centered communities that do better and model it differently then people are going to be isolating themselves uh for their own gain and i i think to be honest i think some people want COVID to come back because i think some people liked the isolation and uh, the lack of accountability and And I think people want that. But here's the thing I will say, and I'm saying this prophetically, there are people who failed in COVID last time. They failed. Pastors failed. Leaders failed. Church members failed. God may give us another chance where people have dropped the ball. Maybe people can stand up and and speak up and stay accountable and do what's right. Now, I'm not saying this thing is going to come back to stay, but I am saying that God is merciful, and I have seen in my own life when I have failed at something, which I have, Mm. he mercifully took me back around the mountain and gave me the opportunity to go at it again. And uh, I think that that may be something that we see, whether it's through a COVID situation or just learning from our own mistakes, whatever it may be, Uh, It's really important that we don't allow our desires to distract us or to lead us astray, but we stay within a community of faith Mm -hmm. and we stay accountable, and um, that's the key to longevity, humility and accountability. So you have to also learn that there may be desires that you have that maybe will not be fulfilled Mm. in this life um maybe there's things that i hope for you hope for maybe maybe they will not come like and and it's not a lack of faith like when you when you read hebrews it says that these all died in faith not having received the promise so it's not just like oh you don't have enough faith for the promise they had faith for the promise but it wasn't the season and it wasn't the time but the desire was real Mm -hmm. so i would say hold on to desire and learn how to deal with disappointment And don't let your desires rule after you, Mm -hmm. but let godly desires give you direction
1: and ask God for his timing. Yeah. And don't let your past disappointments make you afraid of having new desires.
0: Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Do not let your past disappointments rob you from what? Having new desires. Having new desires. And going back to the old ones. Yeah, because disappointment will try to steal desire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so we just pray you know that as you learn to delight yourself in the lord that he can then give you the desires of your heart because your heart has been transformed because you've learned to delight in him one day i was driving to the gym and the lord really spoke something to me that just blew me away and it was so simple and he was just like adam the key in life the the key in the key to everything in life is to be my friend (laughs) and i was like wow Like you know what Jesus? Like I wanna, I wanna be your friend. Like (laughs) because everything is different. Yeah, when he's your friend. Yeah, you experience things differently. People experience you differently. Mm -hmm. People see him in reality. It's really like
1: yeah, and that's how friendship works, right? When you're friends with people, you the desires align. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: you naturally introduce friends to friends. Yeah, yeah you know the, the fruit of a good friend is more good friends mm-hmm. um so yeah we pray over you that god would give you new desires yeah. new relationships and new opportunities bless you guys
1: thanks for listening
0: adam livecki here on behalf of dk kim and i we want to thank you for listening to the be transformed podcast if you have found this helpful please subscribe share and review the podcast Thanks again for listening to Be Transformed.